Welcome to PPM Simplifies. This is a weekly podcast that will help you have a better understanding on environmental regulations and how they relate to your industry. In each episode, we'll talk with experts across various industries who will share their insights with you. This is PPM Simplifies. Hello, this is Todd Perry, and welcome to PPM Simplifies. We're so excited you joined us today, and we have an incredible guest with us, Miss Annie McElwain of our Jackson and Tupelo, Mississippi office. Annie is our manager of Jackson and Tupelo, uh, accomplished engineer, and also Ole Miss alumni. And I'm going to give us a little time date on our podcast today. The College World Series is going on. Uh, in Omaha, I don't know how Annie's not there, but she's with us instead. The Ole Miss Rebels are winning, so she is feeling hotty toddy. Yes, hopefully we uh, we win this one this year, uh, so the better Mississippi team comes out on top. Boy, oh boy! Well, we just alienated <laughs> half our listeners. Another half's pretty happy, and then maybe a quarter's like, I don't even know what these folks are talking about. But something yeah. that you will know we're going to talk about. We've got a really cool topic today. It's a topic that is getting hotter and hotter, and is being discussed more and more uh, with companies all across the world, and certainly in our nation. It's ESG. It's environmental, social, and governance. And Annie and I are going to have a discussion. We're going to talk about it, and just. Give everybody some basic concepts of, of how it works. So uh, with that said, Annie, let's kick it off and maybe just let's put a basic definition to it. Okay. I like to think of ESG as ensuring you know longevity for companies. Um, that's any company's goal is to you know stand the test of time. And oftentimes in the past, that was seen more so in a financial way and mindset. Um, and now we're realizing there's more and more to it to stand the test of time to really uh, make it through all the changes that go on in our nation and the world. You know, it's important that companies also look at things like environmental issues and protocols and procedures, social uh, issues, and also just how they govern their own company so that the company can stand the test of time. Yeah, it, it's an evolving thing. And we think about, you know, human beings we all want to do good. That's our basic mm-hmm. makeup and, and, and DNA. And as, you know, these things evolve, these concepts of, you know, being responsible to human health and the environment, which speaks to the environmental piece, right. uh, the social piece, uh, being very fair and being very inclusive in all your practices. And then the governance, you know, just making sure that your firm, uh, like you said, is set up for um, the future uh, and ran in such a way that you can be good stewards of what we've all been blessed with. And, and so that's a real simple way to look at. It. And I think, I think you're, you're, you're spot on. So maybe we'll break it down from there. And when we think about the first piece, the environmental piece, um, you know, I can remember all these crazy things, you know, as we got into the industrial revolution and then, you know, we worked away uh, post-war economy and we began to get smart and realize that, we can't just dump waste anywhere. We can't just, you know, admit uh, pollutants uh, anywhere. And then you come into the 60s and we became, you know, more aware. We certainly became aware at the turn of the century, but but we became more and more hyphen and that evolved into actually creating the EPA. Uh, and as that evolved, clean water, clean air, RECRA, et cetera, 
Um, now companies have got rules and guidelines and they want to ensure they're doing the right thing and they want to make sure they're measuring their waste, making sure that their waste is going to the right spot, making sure that they have the right permits to operate. So I just kind of set the table. Mm -hmm. Where would you go from there to kind of add to the, to the environmental piece? So I think there's so many different ways to tackle environmental and really all of ESG. And it's um, definitely looking at what your company's strengths are. What do you do the best? You know, what is what are some things that you can tackle immediately even to begin, you know, making real change, whether that's something like uh, recycling Um and implementing that company-wide. Is it getting energy-efficient appliances, building features? Uh, Is it reducing how much, how many reports you print out? Um, Is it maybe getting sustainably sourced material, like either recycled paper? Um, So there are, are some things that you can really immediately do that not only improve your environmental, you know, impact, but also, I mean, what's interesting about ESG is um, it really is beneficial to your company. I mean, all of those things that I said, um, that while they might have a minimal cost, you know, at first, over time, you don't notice it. Or you, over time, it saves you money. I mean, the paper reduction alone, if you think about not printing, going completely electronic, that alone saves companies a good a good chunk of money. So, you know, those are some easy things that you can kind of do right away. And, you know, then you can get into some of the larger things like uh, some companies are doing carbon offset projects and um, doing, you know, commuter incentives for in larger cities, you know, ride together um, and you'll get an incentive, take public transportation. Um, So there's lots of different ways to, to tackle environmental and you make a great point, which is, and certainly, uh, as we sit here, we're all very aware of the inflationary pressures that are going on in our economy right now. Things are costing more. So mm-hmm. if you become more efficient, if you reduce your waste, if you can, you know, shrink the energy that your your company requires to operate, yes. that's going to translate to an impact to the bottom line. Yes. Absolutely. And so it's mutually beneficial. Uh, It benefits the environment, but it also benefits your company. And it also shows employees and clients alike that you do care um, and that you take ESG seriously. So well said, Ben Sandy. And and so then let's go into the S, the social criteria piece. And, you know, we're all created equal. And I think that's the basic uh, juxtaposition that this finds us is making sure that we are inclusive, making sure that we represent wh- where our businesses operate, that we have diversity uh, with that. Uh, we reach out to the communities that, that we do operate in and make sure uh, all that, that that's inclusive. Um, that's kind of the basic piece of it, don't you think? It is, yeah. Um, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion, you know, whether that's uh, creating uh, some a diversity uh team advisory committee uh, in your company to, you know, review policies, um, create a recruiting policy or strategy to um, emphasize diversity, equity, and inclusion. But, you know, also when you get into social, you'll get into um, 
Things like promoting health for your employees, whether that is regularly providing healthy snacks or um, even getting a medical provider to offer flu shot. It just depends. You know, recently I heard of uh, I've heard of so many interesting and creative um, incentives given to employees to promote exercising. And, you know, in any way you can promote that health of your employees, uh, it's just beneficial to everyone involved. Your employees feel plugged into, you're keeping your folks healthy. Um, It's showing them that you do really care. That's that's exactly right. So, so, you know, with that, it's really about helping, helping ourselves become better, uh, helping us be more mindful uh, and, you know, again, bringing all that together uh, at the end of that is you, you know, strive to do better. Every everyone wins from that. Uh, you're, yes. you're, you know, you're much better off and you can be even prouder about what you accomplish every day. Your health is better. So, you know, that's that's a win. Yeah. You know, social is just in my mind, all about improving morale and also plugging into the community around you and the people around you. And there's, again, so many ways to tackle it. Higher education funding, you know, policies, uh, charitable donations. So again, it's one of those things, look at your company and play to its strengths. And so we get into G, governance, and, you know, there, unfortunately, there are companies that have good intentions, but as a practical matter, the way they actually execute and operate their operations, that there there's a gap there. And right. so I think that helps us hone in on trying to make, you know, what we strive to be as a corporate identity, as individuals, mm-hmm. what do we need to help, you know, manage and run that to make that happen? Is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah, you know, I think of governance as your code of conduct, um, the integrity of your leadership, you know, being accountable to to stakeholders, being accountable to your employees, you know, making sure that you're avoiding conflicts of interest, um, just basically good conduct. And before this, you and I were speaking briefly, and and I mentioned um, the Volkswagen emissions scandal. And something that's interesting about ESG is that it all works together. You can't have one part without the other two parts. Um, And that was an example. You know, the idea was they're going to report that they've lowered emissions and and everything. But on the other hand, their governance, um, the higher-ups were not being completely truthful. Um, so it, it's that integrity piece. And, you know, something also that I, that's interesting about ESG is, is I think a lot of people, when they think about it, they think, well, this is going to cost money. Like, is this financially, um, does this financially make sense? But if you really think about it, if you have governance with integrity, um, if you have transparency, if you have all of these things, then your investment, your job, whatever you have placed in that company is secure. And it's not just always about financial gains that make it secure. You know, with the Gulf of Mexico oil spill, that investment certainly weren't secure with that because corners were cut and having a transparent, obvious ESG approach and attack would have possibly helped that. That's exactly right and, and, and well said. And, you know, as we think about 
um, our future workforce and, and millennials coming in, Generation Z coming in, you know, they're more mindful of mm-hmm. impacts and, and, and making, you know, more sustainable and better impacts. Mm-hmm. So, so that's another reason to just, you know, make sure your company attracts talented workforce to come in and be part of it. Yeah, you know, um, I think it uh, really, really started with Gen X. I think Gen X really was pushing for transparency in the workplace and openness and, uh, you know, code of conduct and integrity, which, you know, obviously codes of conduct have been around forever. But and then, you know, the millennials pushed it even further with more environmental focus, more diversity and inclusion focus. And yes, I mean, I I read a recent statistic that said that 90% of millennials want to invest in companies that share their morals and their ethics and their values. And when you think about the fact that 35% of our workforce, over one in three people in our workforce is a millennial, um, at this very moment, I mean, that's a huge impact. And then, yes, like what you said, Gen Z is entering the workforce and they are even more ESG minded. So this is not a phase. It's uh, it's coming. It's, you know, going to be a part of our everyday life. You know, you and I are familiar with a report on ESG that McKinsey put together. And I think it does a really nice job of bringing those together and what you now spoke about today is with ESG, you actually can grow your company to more heights because uh, by being responsible and being, you know, with sustainability and inclu- inclusion, mm-hmm. you'll grow your firm by attracting, you know, more potential clients by reducing energy consumption uh, and being, you know, very deliberate, you know, delivered about your waste. You can have cost reductions you can enjoy to make your firm uh, company perform better. Uh, when you do these things, you don't have as much regulatory or legal interventions because you're you're you know leading the pack, and and a regulator doesn't have to pay as much attention to you because they know that your company uh, is striving uh, to do a better job with it, and so they're going to protect their energy and efforts and, and put it on ones that are polluting more and and not watching these things. And there are a number of studies that show, you know, we all want to be part of something bigger. We all want to be part of something that accomplishes. And when you're very transparent about wanting to do better, I think your team comes together and motivates uh, on that. And then then the last thing is, is is by doing uh, this work and and those, you know, four uh, levers as the, the McKinsey report calls it, if you were publicly traded, you're going to have a better uh, return on investment. You're going to attract more uh, in, investors. So it really sets the stage of a long-term, uh, better-performing uh, entity, don't don't you think? I do. And we also cannot, I, I can't um, overstress enough the importance of it in getting good talent to work for your company. The labor market is absolutely crazy right now. And again, the workforce are millennials and Gen Zs, you know, they're they're the majority of the workforce and we want the best talent. So we will, you know, these are the things that that matter. Um, these are the things that uh, people want to see. They they it's more so for the better turned into um, wanting to make a positive impact on the world rather than just wanting to put a bunch of money in your bank. 
No, no, no doubt about it. And this has been uh, fantastic. It's been a great visit as always, uh, Annie. We really appreciate you and our audience appreciates you uh, sharing that information with them. And uh, if this is a topic you'd like to discuss further and, uh, you know, we're happy to share what we know and what we, um, you know, strive for in our firm, reach out to us. Best way to do that is on our website, ppmco.com, ppmco.com. Uh, there's a contact us button. And um, just uh, email us, Annie or myself. We'll be happy to uh, pick it up and follow up with you. Uh, thanks again. Any last thoughts uh, for our podcast today? I don't think so. Uh, other than, you know, when when going through how you can incorporate ESG, you know, I think it's important to get a, a group together and to be focused um, and to really think about, again, what are our strengths and how can we play to them? Absolutely. Well said again. Annie, thanks so much to our audience. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll catch you next time on our podcast. This is PPM Simplifies. Thank you for finding our podcast. For more information, be sure to visit our website at ppmco.com. To stay updated on new episodes, feel free to subscribe to PPM Simplifies on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, this is PPM Simplifies.